0: Welcome aboard the Little Red Bandwagon the podcast that is inspired by the podcast Too Beautiful to Live in the eventually probably renamed but for now we'll call Dressing Room Studios in the Allentown neighborhood of Buffalo, New York. I'm Bobby Pape and joining me for this Monday edition of LRB from the Sticka Butter Studios in New Brighton, Minnesota, it's Elizabeth Ann Lundholm. Good morning, Ann.
1: Good morning, Bobby.
0: And in the mountain room at the ranch in Manchac, Texas, I assume you're back from AutoZone Studios, it's Mike, the jail dude, Zell. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, Bobby. I always have to decide which names to use for you, Mike. The list is too long.
1: <laughs> it grows. It ever grows. I like to keep, the, keep a little variety. By the time you get done saying the studio name, you're tired. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, are you back in the studio do you well you were in the studio right because you were you were uh, up against a snorer for the Friday show
2: yeah 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 I, I was able able to do it comfortably and as I am um, today because um, Martha Lynn's still here she's just in the other part of the house and uh, I told her I was recording so um think things should be cool
0: Excellent. You've got that. We'll talk about more in LRB business. I'll talk about my weekend alone and and uh I forgot to write it on the run sheet, but do you want to tell everyone a little bit about just how much work you put into Friday's show?
1: Um kind of a lot.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was really good. The work paid off.
1: Um I cut 13 minutes yeah. of content out of that show because we were not focused. <laughs>
2: That's a really generous term, uh, 13 minutes of content,
0: right? And thank you for your hard work on Friday's show. If you haven't listened to it yet, it's our tripod episode. We recommended a whole new slate of podcasts that aren't TBTL to fill your feeds.
2: It's not porn. Christy thought it was going to be porn. She was excited to get involved, but uh, it turned out it was about podcasts. But uh, she enjoyed herself anyway, from what I heard.
1: I mean, there are plenty of podcasts about porn, right? Are there? Well, my dad wrote a porno.
2: God, that sounds horrible. That sounds so bad.
1: <laughs>
0: I was gonna say, there's, there's
1: one. <laughs> <laughs> there's got to be more, right? Like, there's a lot like, of weirdos. Like you,
2: you're done. You're done doing, you know, whatever you need to do. Do you really want to just go, uh, go? Go listen to a podcast about, no, I mean, you, you turn off everything in shame, cover your tracks and move on with your life. It's podcast is not something I want to, you know, porn. I don't want to listen to like how about how this porn was made while I'm in in my car.
0: (laughs) Yeah. There's nothing like rolling down your windows on a summer afternoon and hitting a stop sign with that coming out of your speakers.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, so go listen to Friday's show. We had a lot of fun. Uh and uh again, Anne made it at least thirteen percent better by all those minutes she cut. <laughs> I tried. Uh so Mike, Martha Lynn is in town and how much weight have you gained?
2: Uh ten so far. I mean I haven't weighed myself today, but you know, could could be more. Um the 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 problem is that the um not that the meals that she prepares aren't aren't healthy and and wonderful and i i enjoy eating them um but uh there's too many of them the the when she's in town emily cooks she cooks it comes fast and furious and and i you know i i i try to keep up but i find that i'm always at least two or three meals behind um and i haven't felt hungry since she got here and like when her in-laws You know, when my in-laws visit, I am never hungry. There's never a moment where I feel any hunger. And I like feeling hungry. I don't like feeling full. And I always am feeling full when when they're around. Um, So I'm just wondering if there are other people out there that, like, married into metabolism. um, (laughs) Because I did, and it's tragic. I can't do it. I mean, I can't keep up. Like, even... Even if they did nothing but feed me um salad and and fruits and vegetables and you know, even if that was all, it's just so much that it it just always feels like I'm gaining weight or getting full or just you know I feel like a tranquilized bear most of the time, frankly, when, when they're in town.
1: Have you considered so. that maybe they're foie grasing you? <laughs>
2: Oh, that's a good point. That's a good point. But the bunny got so fat so long ago we, we would have killed him. We would have, he would have been. Just, uh, but I appreciate that, that Bobby finds the idea of me me being murdered by my
1: I mean this is some Hansel and Gretel family. shit potentially. <laughs> that's it hey are you ready for are you ready
2: for the baked spaghetti i'm like well i gotta pile it on top of the enchiladas t- i mean guess. i, I
1: think it's a poor target because they get no drumsticks with you
2: right yeah there, there's no big payoff like you know when you're at the medieval fair and you've got the giant <laughs> ah
0: yeah that's always nice until they bring me another flagon of pepsi and then yeah. i have to get mad <laughs>
2: I, I said no ice there shouldn't be any ice it's anachronistic uh,
0: well how much longer is uh, Martha Lynn in town Mike uh,
2: a couple more days I, I think uh, got a fridge full of leftovers I'll be working on um, for a while.
0: I'm interested in this baked spaghetti because I think I've mentioned it on the show before, but spaghetti, oh, sp- spaghetti so pie is one of the classic recipes of my childhood where spaghetti is par-cooked and then mixed up with a little egg to hold it in shape <sighs> and then pat it into a pie tin with uh, a filling of ricotta and sausage and then cheese on top and baked and then you slice it.
1: Sounds terrible.
2: Bobby, I can't even tell you how good this, this stuff is. Yes. Um, yes. Italian casserole is what I call it.
0: Yeah, yeah, you know. delicious. I'm impressed at the um, breadth of cuisine that uh, that your mother in law brings to the table. You've got the baked spaghetti, and you mentioned some some Tex-Mexy fare. It sounds like
2: she can do a lot. She's very talented. Emily's a very talented cook too, but uh, Martha Lynn. Um, she retired from teaching w- when she was married with Eddie, and uh, has been feeding that um, coal-fired <laughs> oven of <laughs> hunger three to five to seven times a day for decades. Look,
0: those those pithy, friendly, harmless anecdotes that he writes are not going to write themselves on an empty stomach.
2: No. You gotta, yeah. you gotta be satisfied and ready. And the inspiration strikes.
0: Uh, let's get on to why there are seamless tech uh, tech issues that no one will notice after I'm done editing today's show. Hopefully, uh, I've moved my studio slash office upstairs from the house, no longer in the Garden View Studios. Uh, mainly just making the most of Sam being out of town for the weekend. She doesn't know I've done any of this yet. We've talked about it. She thinks I'm just sitting around watching Bob's Burgers and drinking, which is also true. Yes. Uh, But uh, I am now upstairs in the dressing room because we don't need a dressing room. So we had a closet with a bunch of wasted space in it. And now I'm going to be working from up here so that I get a full window and working temperature control. Ooh. Yeah, I know. I know. I waited until the end of a long, cold winter to move out of the basement. (laughs)
1: All things in their season. Uh Uh-huh.
0: We're hoping to turn the basement level into a, it's a guest room with a bathroom right next to it, so um, we might try to host some medical students this summer uh, in an effort to pay our mortgage and uh, that we could give them run of the basement level that way, if it's not me recording down in the basement all all morning. Oh, that's cool. And also, again, Mm -hmm. just uh, a nice window and it's near the bedroom and... Uh, the only downside is I'm staring into a giant full-size mirror because this was a dressing room and I need to do something about that because it's really creepy watching myself record.
1: That's terrifying. Bobby. Oh, I
2: hate seeing myself. Oof. This is the, the worst. This is the
0: classic hotel setup and or Hillary's childhood bathroom setup. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, anyway.
2: We've had some classic setups over the years. <laughs> some
0: classics. Uh, At least my microphone's not balanced on an ice. A lot of Diet
2: Coke cans. Yep,
0: ice buckets. (laughs) Mm. But no, I managed to get the boom arm up here for today. Uh, Why don't we move on to some three-year phones, or do we want to do them all as we go this week?
1: I don't think we have any that are uh, just general this week.
0: Okay. Well, then we should dive into Watch What Happens Live, TBTL edition. Uh, Everyone take note. We talked about this before we started recording. It took a few minutes to remember anything that happened this week. So roll Mm -hmm. with us.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And we're going to be talking about these in the order in which they popped out of our brains. So this may be a little bit disjointed, but here we go. Let's start with some entitled etiquette. Uh, Luke told a story this week about... When he tried crew, oh yes, this arose from when he was in Boston this week. He was looking out on the Charles River. He saw all the, I assume Harvard crew and others practices. There are There's several, others. okay, several boat launches down there. It is very much a classic Boston thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and this leads him to recall the time when he thought he would give crew a try because. He knows what a calorie burn it is, and Luke is always looking to maximize his workouts. And so he went to the Crew Club of Seattle, and he said that everybody else that was there was 10 to 15 years older than him. So he assumed that he would, you know, just smoke them all. He would be the best one there, even though he had never tried Crew before. And he was very shocked when he was the worst rower by a mile.
2: <sighs>
1: and I was like, Well I think uh, that sounds familiar.
2: I think a mistake that um people make when they uh they've mastered skill sports or or, or other sort of sports like he was a unicycle mm-hmm. guy and he was a basketball guy and you see a sport like crew and you just think, Oh, that's grunt work. Right. You know
1: back and forth back and forth back and forth I could
2: figure that out yeah I, I all I have to do is get stronger and I'd be great at it but there's so much technique and it's it's such a you know um crazy precise sport i I got lightly recruited when I was a freshman at u w and so these uh graduate assistant level coaches for um the crew team would uh scour the uh intramural areas for freshmen coming in that like fit the profile that, that, that might be able to row crew. And so they, this, this guy was like, you know, watching, watching us play basketball. And, um, at different times approached maybe three, maybe four or five of us that were playing, you know, just freshmen. The school hadn't even started yet because it doesn't start until almost October in at, at the U-Dub. Um, the, the U-Dub?
1: you dub luke said it this so week mike luke stop it said you dub. Uh,
2: it's infecting him andrew's ignorance is infecting luke and it's pissing me off but but anyway the the guy you know he would come up to you and and he'd say hey um you ever think about wrong crew we think you know you might be able to to do it you seem pretty out Athletic and tall, and you know you should you should try it. And he, he'd like I forget what it might have been like a business card or like some sort of invitation to like a a recruiting luncheon where they wanted you know a bunch of guys to show up because, um, basically you know they need the dudes. I knew because I followed their crew a little bit that the guys in the in the boat and, and UW has one of the best crew teams you know in the country consistently the guys in the boat were about six four six five probably 220 um, 230 around there and I was 6 two and I was like 170 uh, but they they need guys for them to beat up on it's like you know how Joel McHale was on the UW football team he he walked on and you know because they need guys for the varsity and the and the and the second string to beat the hell out of like scout team. Mm-hmm. So I recognized that opportunity for what it was and uh decided to go back to my frat and uh raise hell over there instead of <laughs> live in the crew house and get the shit beat out of me every day and have to have to get up at 3 and go out in the freezing cold water. Fuck that. That's
0: the real shittiest part. I mean, you see that happening early in the morning cuz they start really fucking early.
2: Yeah, no way. No thanks. I'm not playing pickup basketball at 6 in the morning, so I'm certainly not getting up at 3 to row a fucking boat. So, sorry.
1: <laughs> um, well, the reason that this is interesting, other than, you know, it's an it's another story of Luke making things all about him, but that's okay. That's what he does, is that it sort of starts to establish a pattern because he behaved the exact same way about the basketball at the YMCA. He thought he was going to go in there and be better than all of those guys just because and he's yeah. not because he right. doesn't practice because he right. uh, however many years uh and now to his credit he was a little bit nervous this time and he was nervous that time that he played with chris hayes in new york and he got spanked that time too
0: yeah. well that was but a vanity he, thing
1: yeah but he has this irrational confidence that he's going to come in and just show the older people who have been doing it a while that he's the young stud. And it just never turns out that way.
2: Well, nerves are not your friend in a situation like when you're going to try to impress Chris Hayes and play in that league. Cause the nerves will make sure that you play badly for the first five minutes and then you being out of shape will make sure that you play badly after that. Mm-hmm. So there's no window of possible good uh, play. So that could have been predicted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's in much better shape now, and he probably wouldn't be as nervous to go back. So I think I think he should uh, get back on that. Yeah. When's Chris Hayes just gonna make love to uh, that young senator from the Bronx or Ocasio? Cortez. I mean, are they going to have sex or what?
1: I, I think that's I don't the big think tension. So. <laughs> there are too many Republicans lined up to have hate sex with her first.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh yeah,
1: <laughs> her dance card is. Full. They do have a hard on for. Her. Yes, they do. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, let's go on to the next segment, uh, suggested by Christy Wise. We're calling this one "Hello, My Fellow Teens." <laughs> Luke has always oh um, been something of a hipster. I think he was legitimately a hipster when he started TBTL, and now he's a middle-aged dadish type uh, trying to still be hip, and um, it's not a great look on him. Uh, Christy pointed out that his new favorite saying is, I'm here for it. And so whenever he's talking about something that he's been doing, be it the Segway tour, being, I forget what else he talked about in with this, but he said it a number of times this week. I'm here for it, and then he actually said lol <laughs> in response to something Andrew was saying, as yeah. in lol, but spoken as a word. No, Luke, lul. no, lol. <laughs> not grown ups, people with 25 year old daughters do not say lol, neither do their 25 year old daughters. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. He's just not, he's not into aging gracefully, but that's okay. I guess, uh, I like my gray hairs, whatever.
0: (laughs) I try not to because I don't want to run out of hair. Uh, (laughs) I moved the Toledo news team into this section as well, just because it was cringy and they talked about it and I probably wouldn't have heard about it if they didn't talk about it. So, um, other people in the world doing the same thing this week. It's not worth analyzing more than that, because then we have to have a conversation about cultural appropriation,
1: as I think Andrew <laughs> mentioned. <laughs> well, I just I thought it was a parody. I didn't realize it was an an actual thing that happened.
0: Well, I'm sure it was just, uh, you know, they tried very hard to be funny and they missed the mark by a lot. I don't care. It didn't matter. It was just. I think cultural
2: appropriation can be helpful in some cases because it lets the culture that's being appropriated let it. It lets them know it's time to move on to some <laughs> other phrases. I think you know, just get some new stuff because your your stuff is is stale. You're now.
0: actually very much right. There's definitely a culture of when things go mainstream. Um, I I I do not feel like an authority to speak on Black Twitter right now.
1: But, don't? Uh... but you're a white man, Bobby. You have authority to speak on everything.
0: Uh that's very true. But we have a lot of show left, so why don't we move on to Podcasters Anonymous?
2: It's literally <laughs> called carte blanche, the white card. So you have carte blanche to say whatever you want. Oh God.
0: Nope. Moving on. Podcasters Anonymous. Uh this is the new segment where we will talk about Luke's never ending commentary that has been uh, uh, created through the eyes of his sober existence. And again, I, I want to say this, we've said it before. This is not a judgment of Luke's life choice. It is a mm-hmm. judgment of Luke's not shutting the hell up about it. Um, this week's conversation is people drinking in airports at weird hours and the possible justifications for that. And uh, sort of side eye judgment of it and, um, to which I say, people can do whatever they want.
1: Right. I mean, my yeah, reaction to this was, I mean, they got into a, a conversation about figuring out when it's appropriate to have a drink in the morning, and you, if it's a Bloody Mary, you can have it. But if it's a, I don't know, like a whiskey Coke or whatever, rum and Coke, you can't have it in the morning. And I'm like, if you are having to make excuses about why you get to drink in the morning, I think that you should reevaluate your relationship with alcohol. Mm -hmm. Because it should be, if you want to have a drink, have a drink. You don't have to come up with all these elaborate schemes to make it okay.
0: Yep. And that's why I don't care if anyone sees me with my shower beer.
1: (laughs) Well, once you get the webcam installed, we can all watch. Ugh. God, no, nobody wants that.
2: <laughs> Bobby, we, people get these, these custom bathrooms all the time. These custom showers. You see the ads for them. Do you think there are, um, there are people who have a special shelf put in above, of, above the spray, you know, like upper, upper left for your wine glass sure. or your, your, your beer bottle or whatever it is?
0: Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. They would. Why not? Um,
2: yeah, you're paying like seven grand for it. You're like, hey, why don't you give me a little, uh, you know, you know, little shelf up there? I forget. Oh, what do you need it for? Don't don't worry, don't worry about it.
0: I forget where I stumbled across this, but somewhere this week I saw this collection of there was a, a tweet thread of someone who went through and retweeted all these pictures of ads for bathtub shelves, like the the trays that sit over the bathtub and they're all just pictures of like a beautiful bubble bath and some cheese and crackers and a glass of wine. And uh, it's this dream of the perfect bathtub scenario. And mm-hmm. the, th- the thread was no one in reality has ever used one of these this way. Um, and I know mm-hmm. Sam bought one a while back. I'm so glad she'll never hear this. It's still in the shrink wrap in the closet in her bathroom. It's aspirational. Um, Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It's this thought of, you know, you're going to lounge in the tub and have a glass of wine. Um, no, what you're going to do is well, I think you're...
2: Jeremy should get on some sort of system where you, we could bring like all the stuff into the shower. You know, the 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 cheese plate, you know, charcuterie <laughs> and and somehow keep it all in, from getting soaking wet. You know, I think, you know, Jeremy's probably already got a an energy drink shelf. Oh, Jeremy's, you know, he's watching a lot of stuff in there. He's got all his energy drinks going. It's probably the only nice 10 minutes of his day. He's. These do days. they
0: have, you know, those those helmets, those party helmets with the two holders for your beers?
2: With Did the I say straws? 10 minutes? I meant an hour and a half. I'm sorry.
0: I'm just wondering if they make a shower cap so you can keep your hair dry and also yeah. hold two drinks.
1: Two
2: two oh. beers on the side of the shower mm-hmm. cap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is folded in there, chachi cigarette stuff. Back to that.
0: Uh, let's go to technology and technology. Uh, this is from Monday's show. This is the epic journey that was the Segway tour in D.C. with Addie. Um, was it, did we decide it was Cheryl? No, we couldn't remember her name. The middle-aged... Cheryl
1: seems fine.
0: Momish type, yeah. She was a Cheryl. She was definitely a Cheryl.
2: Yeah. <laughs> from Texas. Um... What's really surprising is that someone would just say that they were from Texas, because nobody is just from Texas, because there's a possibility you might be from Austin, which is not Texas, or you might be from Houston, which is one kind of Texas, or Dallas, which is a completely other type of Texas. Dallas? Dallas? Completely other type. Dallas?
1: Yes. You could be from Dallas. Um, But do you think that matters to anybody else from around the country? I don't care if you're from Dallas or Houston or Austin or Katy or El Paso or whatever. You're from Texas.
2: It mat—it matters when you are from where you're from down here. So there's little chance that he didn't find out where in Texas that she was from. But maybe he just didn't remember it or he didn't feel it was important. But uh, someone from Texas is always going to tell you where they're from <laughs> in Texas. Believe me. <laughs>
1: Dallas if they're if they're on a Segway I always mention tour, Austin if they're on a Segway That's tour in D.C. talking to new people they're going to tell you where what city they're from in Texas
2: I think I think they're going to hmm. no matter how uh, disagreeable or stupid they sound like this lady sounded <laughs> to me not interested in in the the sights and sounds of of Washington D.C. she's just there for the sweet Segway driving action <laughs> Seems like a pretty expensive, you know, Segway uh vacation. You could just buy a Segway and go to the Sears parking lot and just drive it around to your heart's content without getting hurt.
1: Some people love being on the road, Mike. Some people
0: love hitting that one post in an empty parking lot. Right?
2: That's a great clip.
0: Uh, I really Turn. heart.
2: Literally, just any turn, just turn it. Just turn the wheel, just the tiniest bit. Crash. Cheryl sounded like she was destined for some horrible things from the moment we heard about her.
1: Poor Cheryl.
2: Yeah. So, what we're talking about, this this lady, Texas Cheryl, she was there. She said, just, just for the sweet riding action or something <laughs> like that. Um, so... Uh, so she spent several thousand dollars to come to a place with the, where the streets are so close that riding a Segway is going to result in crashing twice and almost freezing to death. So, uh, this, this, uh, Washington DC Segway tour that, that Luke and Eddie were on. I was watching an episode of veep last night. The veep marathon is going cause the new and final season is coming up. And, uh uh Elaine uh, president or vice president Elaine Bennis uh was talking about how embarrassing those people looked um as as uh, she's driving she's being driven through the street in her limousine so uh it's that that tour is uh it's pretty famous
1: yeah i don't know it may be embarrassing but who cares this was another one of the, as as i get older oh god it's happening to me i'm less <laughs> concerned about being embarrassing <laughs> If you want to ride a sweet, yes, segue. but you should
2: be more concerned about falling as you get older. So, so there's like a there are two lines that are going to cross at some point.
1: Now, see, this is a good example of Luke's athleticism. I can't help but think that the unicycle yep. helped him on this.
2: Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, he's not going to have any trouble with that shit. No. If you're if you're like if you've been like a bicyclist or or. And, you know, a unicyclist, for God's sake, Segway's not going to bother you.
0: Let me read a, a throw your phone here from Ellen. Uh, giving my phone a heart to heart talk. First, I loved the Segway story. I don't usually laugh when people get hurt, but the mental image of this tour group carnage as told by Luke was too much. Craig and I did a Segway tour of Beaufort. Or is it Beaufort? I actually don't know. Beaufort, because I don't know because I don't know which one it was. Beaufort Beaufort. Well there's you <laughs> dub. The uh to be fair it's multiple cities named Beaufort or Beaufort, so uh anything's possible. Uh equally dorky, but way less busy and safer. I think I'd shy away from it in DC. Too many obstacles. Second, it made me so sad to hear Andrew say he wouldn't do it because it looks dorky. Not caring about looking dorky is one of the great joys of adulthood.
1: Uh I think it's probably South Carolina since that's... that's where Ellen is from. But I don't is which pronunciation is that? Uh Beaufort. Okay. I think.
0: I'm probably wrong now, but I think it's Beaufort, South <laughs> Carolina. <laughs> we should have just given it a different name. Uh you know, upstate New York's known for this. We have a city named Chile that's spelled Chile. My mom mm-hmm. now lives in um charlotte which is charlotte but it's charlotte uh so what do i know i don't know it's all those rochester accents there's no dallas new york but there probably should be um okay what else to say about the Segway thing i i would do it i would try it i don't know about in dc but i think it'd be fun to try yeah that.
1: yeah that sounded kind of iffy to be actually riding in traffic
2: yeah
0: let me get a segue in midtown manhattan all right.
2: Is there enough room on the sidewalks in no, New York to be doing all this? I, I
0: think at that point you just have yeah. to have a pedestrian uh, plow of some kind on it.
1: <laughs> I love that image.
2: What what we're finding more and more is people will do anything except walk on these tours. Like they'll they'll pedal a beer wagon around the <laughs> fucking capital. <clears throat> Nobody's walking though You gotta have a scooter You gotta have a Segway You gotta be pedaling The goddamn thing um, You know If you really wanna see something Just walk over there And look at it
1: I'm waiting for the Hipster Tricycle tours That's gotta be coming Oh right? yeah or, Like a big Or the, tricycle. the one
2: big wheel Bicycle tour <laughs> <A>
1: penny farthing
2: <laughs> Yeah I like it I'll give them credit. That's hard goddamn work.
0: <laughs> the Penny Farthing Express.
2: <laughs> All right, uh moving on uh, uh sportsball escaped. Fantasy birding. I uh, was teased about 10 times and brought up and I think Luke got it from wait wait don't tell me from the previous week. This story and Uh, It just sounded like it just wasn't ready for prime time, the story, because the guy hadn't worked out a lot of the scoring system. And it was like, um, you know, you you see you see 10,000 seagulls at the beach and all of a sudden, you know, the guy that saw the Scarlet Tenninger, you know, um, in the in the middle of Brooklyn on the top of a wire. um, You're up 10,000 to one on that poor bastard. Because you went out and got some Ivers and fries, you know.
1: You're saying that we need to have he's some been, waiting He's these? had his
2: telescope trained on that wire for, for four weeks, and he's down 10,000 to one.
0: I should see if I could find the picture of – I just did. I took Will to Revere Beach a couple of years ago when he came out to Boston for work, and we went to Kelly's, and we had our – our fried seafood on the beach and a seagull, mm. which is not a thing. Apparently came in mm-hmm. and, um, snagged one of our cups of tartar sauce. And i caught the perfect picture of it flying away with the tartar sauce. I want to know how many points. I, oh, that's my kind how of bird. I get for that. <laughs> Here. I found, I'll, I'll, put it in the, <laughs> I'll put it, you know, I feel like you got to get a bonus for something like that.
2: Oh, if only, if only we could have followed the action and and seeing the other birds dipping their fries.
0: <laughs> it's Gleefully. it might be one of the best pictures I've ever taken, actually.
1: Oh that is a good picture.
2: Oh yeah.
0: Uh well with no bragging for me I'll make it the show picture today so people can see what it's like to try to eat at Revere Beach.
2: <laughs> yeah. Same same as as Ivers by the by the yeah. ferry. Yeah, I don't
1: like it. I don't like birds coming at me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's harrowing. Yeah. It's it's not for the faint of heart. Well, this sure. is
0: this is Alfred Hitchcock's greatest achievement, right?
1: Yeah. Just
2: instilling that extra layer of fear. All right. So, um, more sport ball. Uh, Low cat a breakthrough moment of empathy for his basketball nemesis, who did not smell like uh, weed this <laughs> particular week.
1: Yeah. yeah, I think if we're going to be um particular about it, this is definitely an episode of As the Ball Turns. Uh,
0: yes, of course.
1: Oh, yes. Sorry.
2: As the Ball Turns, um Ellen who's been on fire lately did give us a throw your phone because Luke's um Luke's revelation, his breakthrough was that he he's he feels sorry for for a dude Um, Not so sorry that he will harvest dude's name um, (laughs) either by asking him directly or gathering it from everyone else talking during the game. I have a feeling that Luke talks so much during the game he doesn't do any listening. Anyway, what Ellen says is I'm listening to Thursday's episode of As the Ball Turns. Luke's description of Nemesis as, quote, spastic and being the kid who got picked last is supposed to... Be Luke having empathy? My views are probably, definitely tainted by being one of the kids who got picked last. But this week, I think Luke is having a villain arc.
1: It's a good observation,
2: Ellen. So true. Ellen, yeah. So
0: true. <laughs> yeah, Luke.
2: Oh, Luke's empathy. I, we're getting along now because you're pathetic. Right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, I've realized that you're just really a loser. Oh, you poor thing. It is
0: a telling moment when you realize you should just pity someone.
1: <laughs> of course, this is like 98% a construction out of Luke's brain. He doesn't know that this kid got picked last in gym. He doesn't know anything about him. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know that that this Maybe is... Maybe he went to a
2: really bad school. Maybe he was <laughs> the third kid picked because <laughs> he- there were kids way worse than him.
1: He doesn't know if this is this this guy's attitude and... Uh, affect for the rest of his life. He's never seen him anywhere but the gym. How can he draw these conclusions from this teeny tiny data set? Let's not turn this into
0: science corner.
1: I'm sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm starting to feel sorry for this guy because he has to deal with Luke. Yeah.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, Luke should have a T-shirt when he when he shows up for that that says "Oh, this asshole."
1: Yep. Sometimes people just don't like you, and that's okay, Luke. It doesn't. I'm
2: trying to come to grips with it lately. <laughs> I think we all are.
0: Uh, why don't we move on to music? <laughs> we'll go to music for your overanalysis. A new segment. Thanks to Alanis Morissette's 25th anniversary Excuse me, Bobby. Album.
1: That's Alanis, Alanis, Alanis. Morissette. Alanis. Oh. Rhymes
2: with Adonis. <laughs>
1: oh. I mentioned this before we started recording because I could not keep it in, but I can't believe that Luke allowed Andrew to say Alanis Morissette for two days As without
0: a, correcting him. A behemoth of a mistake. Oh, mm-hmm. Yeah, this almost fell into our version of Lexicon Valley, but because it is music-oriented and and an interesting topic, you know, being in Boston, uh, we had the pre-Broadway version of the Alanis, excuse me, the Alanis uh, musical at uh, a local theater here, uh, there, whatever. I didn't get a chance to see it, but I heard it was really, really good. Uh, And Anne, I'm curious, as our resident female host on this particular episode and being of an age where you know Alanis's album could have been impactful for you what did it mean to you was this a was this a a, a standing or a, you know a a battle cry for feminism
1: no i don't know i heard it i knew all the singles i didn't own it i never thought of her as a feminist icon i thought she has a really weird singing style but it's not unpleasant, some good songs
2: well it it seemed like um it was like personal. she was like you know it it was about breakups and it wasn't like a a broader statement like some of the other female artists at the time were seemed to their songs to be making bigger statements than hers was. Oh, you're an asshole, you know, I don't like you i'm I'm empowered but <laughs> Other female artists seem to be doing bigger things, and I don't know. Yeah, I, just this uh, middle-aged white man. Yeah, opinion. I have a
0: follow-up question for Ann. Do you hate women or just Canadians?
2: <laughs> oh God! Why can't it be both?
1: Exactly. I I hate people of all kinds, Bobby. <laughs> Canadians and women.
0: Uh, Justin Trudeau's star is is fading a little bit too. I don't know how you're handling that.
1: I've decided yeah, I, I don't. Going? I don't want him for his politics. I just want him for his body. That's all. Okay. <laughs> okay, that's okay.
0: fair. <laughs> I have nothing substantial to to add to an Alanis Morissette conversation. I enjoy mm-hmm. '90s music actually a lot, a lot more than I did then when I was very young and didn't really know what was happening. Uh, some some good songs in there, sure. Um, certainly generational
1: think... in their nature. Oh yeah. A- I think it's very interesting how Andrew thinks about music, because he talked mm, at length about how he and all his friends, or at least he thought all his friends thought that Alanis was corny. And then he turns around and talks about how wonderful the B-52s are. There's some cognitive dissonance for you. I don't have anything against the B-52s, but corny is a word that I would definitely associate with them so i'm not quite sure how he squares this thinking whereas alanis was being sincere and the b-52s weren't being sincere well, i i don't know i don't know the it's
2: b-52s weird. were corny in the moment and adonis morissette <laughs> is corny in retrospect mm, you know? I see. Yeah. so that's a difference in my mind yeah. anyway
0: uh one of the other podcasts I listen to, um, Puck Soup, good good hockey podcast, um, as much about pop culture and other things as it is hockey, but it is very much a as a bunch of guys on a call, so it, it has a certain broiness to it. They recently asked one another, or I think maybe a listener wrote it and asked them on their they do mailbag shows, um music that they are ashamed of now that they used to like at some point in their lives. Uh, I don't know that I have a great answer for that, and I certainly wouldn't use shame for something like Alanis Morissette. But I, I think that you just sort of, in hindsight or after hearing it five hundred times, you realize, yeah, maybe it wasn't quite so
2: inspirational. No, I, I I sort of disagree there because inspirational is is what it is at the time. It it probably was inspirational. But what we look back at was, was it revelatory?
1: Mm, very good. And yeah.
2: uh, not really. So so
0: we could talk maybe another time. Maybe we should save this for our final Friday show or something. We should have a little musical taste conversation. Because um, it might be fun to dive into like, I don't know, Kenny Loggins was pretty great in his time. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. And I don't think that anybody should be ashamed of Kenny Loggins. I have stated my unironic love for Richard Marks on yeah. this podcast yeah. before. I don't believe that anybody should be ashamed of anything they listen to you. Exactly. Just like they should, you know, you should strap a you should strap a boombox
0: to your segue and play whatever you want on it.
1: See, the people will get out of your way if you play it <laughs> loud enough.
0: Um, I'll read an email from listener Sam that's also about music and uh I think it's it's a relevant way to round out this conversation. Friday sleuthing and making connections. Anyone else think that Andrew's contempt for OK Go may be connected to the later mentioned Rube Goldberg machine style bong that haunted his college days? No, just me? Okay. And then parenthetically, I also think OK Go is underrated, but I come from the nation that gave us the bare naked ladies, so what do I know? Bare naked ladies are great. I loved the Bare Naked Ladies from ages fifteen to well, thirty-three and a half, I guess. I mean it's, <laughs> I, I wouldn't I wouldn't go out of my way for it now, but if a and L song from my youth comes on, I will absolutely stop and listen.
1: Sure. Uh Sam, to answer your question, I think you may have bought too much red string on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure that I I would follow the connection that you made between Andrew's hate for OK Go and the giant bong.
2: Sam, I didn't think of it at the time, but once you explained it, I could see it. I can see it. I'm uh, I'm what what does Luke say? I'm down for it. I'm I'm with here for it. What's what's the news? (laughs) I'm here for it, Sam. I'm here for your God. We were not here for it this week
1: we were not
0: (laughs) uh i uh it did make the not that we didn't have a segment carved out for bong talk but the summer i lived in a frat house uh the guys did have a six foot long glass bong that had to be sort of laid sideways and i don't know how you buy something like that and expect it to last more than one summer like, of course it's going to right. get dropped at some point, and of course at some point it got dropped in someone's room, and then glass shards were found in that room for months.
2: And the bong water. Oh. So, Andrew was really right to be concerned about the bong water changes at Luke's uh, bong amusement <laughs> park that he wants to open in bong bong Australia, or wherever, wherever it is. Wooden bong. But, uh... Other than that, I I, I was kind of getting behind the idea, you know, with uh, uh, you know, how the dentist they they you know you just put a a new they just slap a new like, uh, protective cover mm-hmm, over sure. every time they use the instruments, you know, and you go and you, there's this giant wooden bong, but it you know it's it's encased in, um, tempered glass and and you can you can get you know kiss the knee stone or whatever. Um, it's the, like, (laughs) it's like, you know, stoner, good luck forever Mm -hmm. or something like that. I mean, this could be huge. And if, if they need me to go with them to Australia, um, for the next TV telethon to start, start the ball rolling business wise, I'm willing to do that because obviously the guy who makes the bongs, maybe he's not the best bong maker, but he was smart enough to know. The, you know, he he was in the bong business, if you mm-hmm. listen to the story. Sure. He was in the bong business, and he was smart enough to move to bongy-bong Australia, um, <laughs> wooden bong Australia. So what do you think he had in mind? He just doesn't have the business, you know, chutzpah to get it off the ground. I think mm-hmm. with the contributions of our listeners, our jam fund, um, and and with uh, APM paying to, to send me to Australia with the guys – I think we can get this whole bong thing off the ground. Um mm. I think this is the idea that gets us all rich. Luke had an idea and I think we should we should run with it. I mean it's was, it was the obvious idea sitting on the table but he he made it real for me and I think I think I can make the whole thing realer for everyone.
0: I think Mike just took this to the Shark Tank.
2: <laughs> yep.
1: I, have a I question. lost my legs,
2: but, you know, <laughs> I still have two more limbs. So. I have so. a
1: question for you guys, and I'm very serious about this question. What is it with men and giant bongs? Is it a penis thing? I, I, I hadn't thought of that. Maybe.
0: I don't probably? smoke weed, so I'm not a good. I don't
2: know. It's a, It's a way of. I guess being productive or acting like like you're some sort of engineer when you just want to you know watch some more Bob's Burgers and right. you know get the guy from Workaholics to get your Taco Bell delivered. I don't know. <laughs> I, it, it, I I've never been into bongs and mainly yeah because of the, the unsanitary nature of it. I've just it's I mean, not for I, me.
0: I, is there an argument that you get higher? I mean, is there an argument that, because you can... Oh, right. yeah. I mean, that's, uh, but, but the novelty size just seems, I don't know. Yeah. I'm such a, I, I just want simple answers to things. If you can just hand me a cookie, then I'm done.
1: Like... I mean, I just think that... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That you should focus on bong technology. Make a better bong, not a bigger bong, guys. Hmm. Uh, two stray notes. Not before. about size.
0: <laughs> uh... Two stray notes from this conversation before we move on.
2: To it's all about the wood.
0: <laughs> One, uh, you mentioned dentist and that made me think I could live a hundred thousand years and never want to hear Luke say dental dam again.
1: Yes.
2: <laughs> but the, but the brand of dental dam, I mean, that is, that is genius. Uh, and t- I've been to Wooden Bong, Australia. Go. And I exited through the bong shop. Uh,
0: I almost touched the world's largest bong. Um, And also, um, it does make me wonder about potential industries for Dildo Newfoundland.
2: (laughs) Oh, Oh, yes. (laughs) Which is a real place. Similar interactive experiences.
1: (laughs) I'd like to visit the Dildo Museum. Could be interesting. Your friend
2: loads the dildo three floors downstairs and... (laughs) And it comes shooting up. All through. right. All this right.
1: is why the three of us are not allowed to do this. We got into trouble the last <laughs> yeah, time. Yeah. Why, why did of we us. do
2: this again? Yes. How could we forget history like
0: that? Uh, Mike, could you push through here for us onto the next segment?
2: <laughs> all right. Um, self-actualization uh, Chronicles, also known as I Was an Asshole. Sarah Silverman does not want you to ask her to be on her podcast.
1: I mean, more specifically, Um, she doesn't want you to follow her just so you can ask her to be on your podcast. Wasn't that the thrust of it?
2: Yeah. And um,
1: this this is proving every fear that Luke's ever had about this sort of thing. Well...
2: Yeah, here's the thing. If if um if you don't want to go on someone's podcast or you don't wanna even if you don't wanna read their request, uh there are ways that to make that not happen that take about three seconds to mm-hmm. to enact without openly saying, Hey everybody, I'm an asshole <laughs> which is what she declared right there. Yep. Because I guarantee you that one of the reasons she's as popular as she is now is because she did podcasts. Yep.
1: Yep. And I think that Luke is not really... It's not necessarily the same connection. I don't want Luke to ask Sarah Silverman to be on TBTL. I don't want Sarah Silverman to be on TBTL. I can hear her in any number of places. Mm -hmm. What I Mm -hmm. think the problem is is when Luke has had... Jen Kirkman on Livewire and they've really liked each other and hit it off and they're hanging out and they've got a good vibe, then I want him to say to her, hey, you should come on my podcast sometime, because I think that makes sense. Him doing essentially a cold call on Sarah Silverman to ask her to be on his podcast is something different.
0: Yeah. TPTL is supposed to be an invitation to the after party, right? It's supposed to be the the wind down from all of his other shit and we just get to sort of bat it around.
1: Yep. Yeah. And I thought for the first time as they talked about this and, and they talked about their guest policy, it made sense with kind of what we've talked about over the years is that we don't care how famous your guest is. We just want somebody who gets TBTL. And we don't need you to interview them about their projects. Although if they want to talk about their project, that's great. But I Mm love the episode when they had Baron Vaughn on and they talked about his thing. And then they talked about sex robots for like 25 minutes. Mm -hmm. And it was great. Just want somebody who gets the TBTL vibe and wants to hang out. That's all. They don't have to be, doesn't have to be George Clooney.
0: Sorry, I was just thinking about the tourism board at Sex Robot New Zealand.
2: <laughs> Bobby, focus. Uh, well, the the last thing I, I was going to say on it was, um, if you don't want to be on a podcast, then even if it's the most famous one in the world, you know what's the is it Marin? I don't know. I don't know who who has the biggest one, but um, I don't want you on it. 'cause the the what I love about podcasts is it's people that are are passionate about talking about things that they are passionate about and if if you're you may be passionate about some of your projects, but if, if you're not passionate about talking about them, then fuck you yep yep, you know, just make it and put it in the world if I find it, I find it but um there's so much content that I've been turned on to by you know hearing these people talking on shows that You know, I I know who this person was 10 minutes ago and now I'm listening to them and they're just crazy about whatever this thing is that they did. And then I go listen and I'm like, wow, that was amazing. So, you know, go go back, uh, you know, go back to your home in the hills and close the door and fuck you. Don't care.
1: Yep. And I think it's good for TBTL to have a a guest every once in a while. Because it remind it's a nice break from Luke and Andrew, and then it also reminds us how much we enjoy Luke and Andrew's conversations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it just serves to highlight when you go back to the normal stuff. You're ready for a change, and then you're ready to come back afterwards. It's kind of why I like vacation weeks. It's a nice break, but then they get back together, and I'm like, oh yeah, these two guys, they're friends. They're fun.
2: Mm-hmm. More Camaro
1: I was just going to say the same
0: thing Yeah, not every guest has to be famous Just famous no. to us
1: Yep, or not even that uh, Let's go on to our final topic Picky eating uh, Quite a few food topics this year uh, Luke is upset Because he post-mated or whatever uh, Blaze pizza And he forgot to order cheese And it came without cheese And he says that cheese (laughs) should be default on a pizza. So.
2: I've never been more on the page with Luke. (laughs) Really? um, Than with this. I mean, seriously. Let's imagine that you have kids. And you're in some city and, you know, uh, they, you're used to going out to mod pizza or or blaze or whatever, and the kids, you know, they get to point everything, and um, they get their pizzas made. And you're ordering it online, and you forgot to click into the cheese, and you've got to present some pizzas in a hotel room or you know, wherever you are, to kids that don't have cheese on them. Um, this is why we still need to be defaulting to cheese in America. The kids. This will is get a platform that it. I think. Uh,
1: the kids will be fine. I, it,
2: if there is a you could you could win the nomination right now by just saying cheese should be a default and and you would win on both sides of the aisle with that cuz we're all fat and we all want more cheese <laughs> and imagine the disappointment in some child's eyes when when they look up you know tears welling
1: builds character
2: where's the cheese
0: uh i'm a i am i'm Daddy? a little curious about our narrator um is he a reliable narrator or did he specifically go into a super custom option where you have to choose all your toppings? I'm sure that's what he did. That's a good
2: point because I've never tried to
0: order blaze pizza online, but I have been to a blaze pizza actually fairly recently. And it's one of those places Mm -hmm. where you start with uh, either a set menu option style of pizza, you know, they get about a dozen classics Uh, or you can DIY. um, But you know, I I have to think there's a cheese or no cheese menu at some point. Like you don't have to think to add it. They ask you, do you want cheese? Um, And maybe he thought that meant,
2: all I'm saying is if he was right, he's, he's righteous. Well,
0: let's rename this segment. Huge, if true. (laughs) Right. (laughs) The Jeremy's favorite segment.
1: (laughs) Right. All right. Well, once they get talking about cheese, Andrew has his own cheese story, which is the opposite, which is that he, it was a very long hot dog story about how he bought sausage and it was going to be his perfect day and he was going to watch the game and he was frying up some sausage and then it smelled weird and he realized that it was a ch- uh, cheese filled sausage, not filled, cheese incorporated sausage. There was cheese in it. Yeah, there was cheese in the grind. Sure. Yes. Yes. Right. It was Asiago cheese, and he was like, you know, it's not Roquefort, Andrew. Asiago is not, like, a weird kind of cheese. But when Luke said, oh, yeah, it's kind of like Parmesan, and Andrew's like, oh, Parmesan, that's disgusting smelling. I was like, oh baby boy you really do have issues around cheese but he could not eat the sausage and he had to go down to the wherever he went and get more sausage and it was all a very big thing we got a a, a really a point by point um, commentary from Callie on both of these issues uh, as far as Luke's goes Callie says Luke orders two custom pizzas get mad that they don't have cheese when he ordered them without cheese as far as andrew's cheese sabotage sausage andrew physically holds his nose when walking by the cheese counter at whole foods number one the cheese is shrink wrapped the cheese counter doesn't smell like cheese two the cheese counter is the best part of the store three he can't even smell cheese (laughs) <laughs> he's like
2: he's like a a, a, a ten year old that um, when someone hits a home run at uh, Safeco Field now T Mobile Park and the crowd you know cheers they hold their their hands over their ears and cry you know it's like come on baby it's, it's it's something good is happening here in this case it's cheese in that case it's a home run in this case it's cheese no one wants to see you put your hands over your ears or your or hold your nose oh my gosh.
1: See, I've tried. This is awful. It's
2: the worst thing that could have happened to me.
1: I've tried to be more sympathetic to Andrew to this over the years because we have talked about how psychological this is more than anything because he'll eat melted cheese, certain kinds of melted cheese. You know, he has all these weird rules and we've talked about how his sister really did a number on him over um convincing him that cheese was gross so i have a lot of sympathy if he doesn't like it he doesn't like it if it's going to make him physically gag then you know that's a thing but you are an adult it's we can judge you for the way that you handle this and he handles it very poorly mm-hmm. a la plugging his nose in the whole food <laughs> Come on now. This
0: is like a fish counter. If the cheese counter smells like cheese, it's not a good cheese counter.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, Luke could have just ordered vegan cheese from Blaze. Yep. Yeah, so I just tried to order a takeout
0: pizza from Blaze. Now, he may not have ordered through that menu. He might have ordered through, like, Postmates or something. But if you try to order yeah. directly from Blaze through their online ordering system, you get, like, 18 different cheeses to pick from.
2: Oh, yeah, that's that's true. There may be the, the layered ordering uh could be a problem.
1: Right. If Luke just scrolls past the cheese section where they list all of the cheeses you can have. <laughs> yeah,
0: this...
2: No I'm I'm saying I'm saying when you're when you're using like um, those extra grub hubs or, whatever. or whatever. Yeah. whatever there are some sometimes that there's that you have different uh, interfaces so yeah but there are eight but cheeses I, like I said if he's right he's righteous. yeah
0: right eight cheeses to choose from here well seven and then one vegan cheese which I refuse to actually call cheese but um
1: <laughs> I know it may be yeah. delicious but it's not cheese it's kind of lacking the actual
2: it starts melted, Jeez. and then when it heats up, it, it solidifies. It's just like totally wrong consistency.
1: I think the other thing that I want to mention that we haven't talked about that I need to mention is that I will never go to Blaze Pizza. Because,
2: because of the grammar? Because they
1: don't. Because of the grammar. Because their slogan is fast-fired, f a f i r e apostrophe D. That's not a thing, guys. makes me so angry we've actually had this conversation before (laughs) we have had this conversation before i will say it to anybody who brings up blaze pizza it may taste good i've been there one time when i was dragged by my coworkers. i'll never go back because i cannot let this grammatical torment or tournament mike stand
2: (laughs) yeah you can't let it stand Uh, i understand unacceptable You're you're in the tournament it's 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 ter- I'm in the tournament <laughs> <laughs> well i went i wonder uh, the blaze is lebron's shop right is it i don't um, know Bobby? i actually
0: don't know i blaze just made it to western I, I, new york there's one sort of nearby and it's out in the suburbs so it's not a regular thing on my radar
2: if not still he was once a big part of the investment in, in blaze and and the reason i'm was asking is because when when he gets luke walton fired is there going to be an apostrophe in the in the fired?
1: well when i when the first of these shops showed up here a few years ago now i was like i how can they not know this is just this is outrageous and they actually have like an mm-hmm. faq on their website where they're like people have told us that it's wrong but that's just because we're the fun out of the box restaurant that we are yeah. we're about breaking the rules no, no. baby it's a pizza like,
2: please please put it in the box i'm like don't be an out-of-the-box no. pizza restaurant you're morons in the box
1: you're morons who use grammar incorrectly and then tried to make up a story when everybody pointed it out so mad at blaze pizza when
2: they really should have just sent out like sign ninjas to paint over the
1: exactly uh,
2: apostrophe immediately upon the barrage of uh
1: you have grammar nerds grammar around the world. If yeah. LeBron... Right. If Le-
2: oh, we need to fix this immediately.
0: <laughs> if LeBron is is Blaze Pizza, and I'm now remembering Kobe Bryant's long ago uh, Nutella sponsorship, they could come together for a great dessert thing.
1: Mm. I'm not a fan of Nutella. I would hit that. Oh.
0: Blaze, little uh, spreadable Kobe on a LeBron crust.
1: <laughs> oh, no, Bobby. No. <laughs> Let's move on to the last
0: Wait, food topic of you, the week. I, Wait, are we done? Have
1: we talked about the fact that you don't like Nutella? No, I don't really like Nutella that much. Emily doesn't like it either. I, I don't. I don't really like chocolate hazelnut. Hmm. It's a combination that's very popular that really doesn't do it for me. Gianduja. Yeah, it's a combination that I don't I don't really like very much when I was a kid and living in Switzerland and Nutella is everywhere and just a regular part of breakfast. I when I would go to a friend's house, I was just so excited that there was chocolate spread at breakfast because God knows my mom would never do that. I ate it. But, you know, now that I'm a grown up, I'm just sort of like, "Eh, this doesn't do it for me. You can have chocolate in whatever form you want whenever you want. Exactly. I have a jar of Nutella in the cupboard right now because I bought it for a baking application and it just hasn't appealed to me to do anything else with it. Hmm. I know it's weird. It's weird.
0: Uh, Yes, we are moving on to uh, unhinge your jaw for the next one.
1: Oh, yeah. Andrew went to Arby's. That was his story for like Wednesday or whatever, you know, Andrew's big life. And got the biggest sandwich on the menu, the Big Montana or whatever they're calling it now, and it was so big that he couldn't handle it. For the first time, he could not fit it in his mouth. Bobby, if you say anything, I will come through this internet and strangle you. No, I, um, I don't know what
0: you're talking uh, about. <laughs> he did uh, finish sure, it, sure, though, sure, right?
1: sure. I don't. I don't know. Number one, do, and this is another. I'm asking you, men. Do you always have to order the biggest sandwich on the menu or is that just Andrew? Oh, no, 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 no,
0: definitely not. No. Quite the opposite. I'm a, like, if I have to hit a McDonald's drive through I'm often the two cheeseburger meal guy because I like the ratio being right. I don't want a mountain mm-hmm. of meat sandwiched between two tiny little buns. I want, Jesus Christ, I just said that. I want, um
1: <laughs> maybe we should give into this
0: i want i want the rate you know if i'm going to get an arby's beef and cheddar i'd rather have you know two uh so that there's more cheese to go around than to have one with double meat Mm
2: -hmm. yeah well let me read you about the sandwich that andrew had it used to be called a big montana for a minute um back in the day right now it's called a roast beef half pound oh my god says uh Let Ari introduce you to the largest roast beef sandwich we've ever made, the half-pound roast beef. We just kept adding more of our signature roast beef until the bottom bun could barely stand it anymore. Okay, so that's what he sweated his way through, but what he should have been sweating his way through. And um, if I ever got clear of the the backup of meals that are happening um, in this house... Uh, maybe the beef and cheddar half pound. We put a half pound of America's favorite roast beef on this half pound beef and cheddar. Uh, that doesn't include the weight of the other stuff, though. But we're certain the onion bun, cheddar cheese sauce, and red ranch make it even heavier. Um, I can get down with that. but um... First sandwiches. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs>
1: I just can't time help but think anytime we talk about Arby's now after the time that I did a show with Phyllis and Stu in Minneapolis and we talked about Arby's and uh, Stu referred to the Arby's meat as having a quote labial quality. Oh, I've never thought about Arby's the same since.
0: It's not going to stop me from finding oh, the Stu. closest Arby's after the show. <laughs> Yeah. Yep. So, we need to keep going here um, cuz I got to eat.
2: No, so well, speaking of closest Arby's, let, let me let me just um let me say one thing. Um occasionally uh I, I will have to go back to Kyle to get prescriptions or go to a cash machine that doesn't have any uh, fees on it um and and I'll I will uh just swing around the neighborhood and see what's changed. And one of the things that has changed is there was a uh, Carl's Jr. that, uh, you know, and, and I, I'm not, not a fan of Carl's Jr., but the one that we had in Kyle was pretty terrible because you, whatever you ordered, they would put something in a bag and give you something, but it would, you know, <laughs> rarely be what you ordered. I also and, find so, the apostrophe uh, troubling
1: in Carl's Jr. because I don't understand it. Oh,
2: Yeah. Um, Joanne Fabrics, Carl's Jr. I mean, this is a whole show, all this stuff. Joanne so Fabrics doesn't have an Ruth's apostrophe Chris. in it. No, I'm just talking about all, all, of the, all of the names of places that don't quite make sense to us. We need to to do a deep dive mm, okay. into all those. To I think it'd be satisfying because instead of wondering every time you drive by Ruth's Chris, it wouldn't be good to know mm-hmm. yeah. what the story was. Anyway... Um this I predicted this Carl's Jr. would not last. It did not last. And um what do you know? Arby's is in Kyle, so uh we mm-hmm. have to move back <laughs> to Kyle.
1: You don't have an Arby's in We Anywhere at Manchac adjacent? Uh
2: n- no, we don't have any chain restaurants in Manchac I don't
0: yeah. think we do. If well only, maybe
2: we do. Just a few, but we don't If have only there
0: was anywhere good in central Texas to get a beef sandwich. <laughs>
2: Like yeah, a... <laughs> I mean, it's we're in a food drop situation.
1: I smell a franchise opportunity for us. <laughs> the LRBs.
0: <gasps> oh, my God, Valerie. <laughs> so good.
1: Wow. So good I can't talk.
0: <laughs> Is that like L apostrophe Arby's? It's like a French RB? No.
2: <laughs> no. <laughs> it's the LRBs. Can we get... Can we get Terrence Trent Darby as our <laughs> as, as our
1: spokesperson?
0: Oh God! All right, final thoughts, kids. Um, do we have a? Final do we have thoughts. a? That was a good spoof. For an I can't believe he told that joke this week. I really struggled on this actually. I I told you my mind's been really checked out all week. I was listening in the background all week. Nothing jumped out at me like it usually does.
1: We had, and I can't believe he told that joke, but I forgot to write it in there, so I don't remember what it was. Yeah, well, it was it was lacking motivation is what I think it was. Oh! Oh! The WMMS, Buzzard Morning oh, Zoo. God. It was not good. Uh, Andrew wanted to play some tape of an old segment about people would call in to complain, and they would say, let's blow that up, or whatever they said, and then they made a blowing up sound effect. And they made some um, semi-racist allusions to Polish people. And then Andrew had a segment when he had the Cairo Night Show that he tried to do the same thing. And he called it What's Your Damage? And people were supposed to call in and talk about things that were bothering them. And he was surprised it didn't take off.
2: Yeah, not as many uh, Reality Bites fans uh, out there (laughs) in the AM radio
1: Anytime Evening. he cracks out um, the Buzzard Morning Zoo tape, I want to stab myself in the neck with a fork because, well, that was really bad. In general, and just as an artifact of the time.
2: So, let's face it: um, the archive project is almost dead in the water. We need a, we need to reinvigorate it with something new, and that is: um, can we get? all of our listeners motivated to get anything WMMS related off of the internet. Like, can we get like some copyright stuff going? Can we, um, you know, complain it's, it's racist, sexist content and just scrub it, get it off. So the next time he goes looking, Mm -hmm. there's fucking nothing. Zero.
1: I just think he has all the files now. I think we're too late. Oh, Mm
2: uh wmms
0: is an iheart media station which means they're probably you know up to the teeth in lawyers i mean they're a really big network Mm
2: -hmm. oh wait a minute no wait a minute i have an in emily is working for iheart that's her one of her current clients is iheart media Uh
0: that's the old clear channel right
1: yeah Yep. Yep.
2: clear channel out of san antonio
0: huge
1: All right, okay. right, that's good. Let's, let's put when a when pin in this.
0: That? Let's put it in the we're parking awesome. lot. We'll <laughs> come back around later to synergize.
1: And, and and I think we'll come
2: back around later to see if it's still there on the surveillance video.
1: Someone needs to contact Genevieve because we can't do this without her. Somebody has to get those files off his computer.
2: <laughs> yes.
1: Okay, we're gonna hack the mainframe. Not her. Who? Mm-hmm. Either that, or you're gonna have to start talking to Professor Bananas. Oh God.
2: Yeah. And he's not, that's not his nickname for nothing.
0: (laughs) Uh, Must listen episode of the week. I vote Monday for the third week in a row.
1: Yeah, that was a good story about the Segway tour. Fucking Cheryl.
2: (laughs) (laughs) What was she yelling when she was in the back? I'm I'm about done with this. I'm about done with this. No, no, Cheryl. No, no. You have it reversed. Mike? Yes. Oh, uh, sorry. Housekeeping. Buy stuff from us. com. The archive project uh, limps along. I think we're going to move on to the WMMS project at this point. But if you still want to do archiving, uh, contact Christy. Or contact her. Buy stuff from us Contact Amazon. her about
0: the WMMS stuff. We're not going to brief her on it. I just think it would be fun if she gets bombarded with emails about it.
1: Right. Especially if you guys listen to the episode before she does. Sometimes it takes her a day or two.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Um, our, our link on Amazon, uh, com forward slash Amazon and earbuds and earworms. This week, uh, vocal harmonies. Melodies. Is I thought the theme. vocal
0: melodies. So, no,
2: harmonies? I think it's harmonies. That makes more sense. Melodies? Harmonies?
1: Okay. Hope there's some boys to men on there.
2: Melodies. Oh, God, yeah. Wouldn't be without it.
1: Nope. And if you'd like to get involved with the show, you can go to littleredbandwagon.com. You can go to throwyourphone.com. Honestly, the content that you guys send in helps us remember what's happened on the show this week. Now that we're not taking notes anymore, it is extremely appreciated. Uh, Join us on our Facebook group. The show Twitter is at LRB Podcast. You can email us at LittleRedBandwagon at gmail.com. That is the point of connection for the WMMS Archive Project. Get to it. The voicemail and text is 802-432-TBTL at 802-432-8285 Fax Bobby your butt at 617-354- 8513 and with that Bobby, please get us out of here.
0: Until next time, this right here is the next party.
2: Unfortunately, and we do love you, Joe.
1: <laughs> the show was not nailed.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's not nail certified. It's gonna be
1: nope. A, it's gonna be a
0: tight. Nicely sweet smelling, tightly wrapped show after I cut out Lossy. all of the drops. Yeah.
1: Yep.
2: Let's make this kitty purr. Go ahead, try a turn. Uh, Tina, why are you groaning? You're doing fine. uh, Tina, relax. Easy. Easy. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Okay. Uh, Tina, you're kind of headed toward the only other car in the lot. You have plenty of time to turn, Tina, so just go ahead. Turn one way or the other. You're just swerving back and forth. Turn one way and stick with it, Tina.
1: Tina, for the love of God, turn away or stop! The brakes, Tina, on the left, you're about to hit that car! The brakes, hit the brakes!
2: Ah. Oh, my God, it's bad. I ruined the car. You did. You really did.